Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office to take a closer look at the programs that Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. My name is Brian Van Bocklin with the public affairs team, and today we have Blakeney Brooks back in in our, our gorgeous studios here uh, to talk about uh, a really important program. It's called Educating Kids About Gun Violence or EKG. It's a youth education program that teaches students about the legal, uh, medical, and emotional implications of youth gun possession and related gun violence. Blakeney, thank you for joining us. Every so often we land in something that's really timely. And this particular topic, I think, is very timely today to talk about. So before we dive into EKG, uh, you've been here before, but more of your back, you know, background for people who might be tuning in for the first time. Okay. Uh, my name is Blakeney Brooks and I am the injury prevention coordinator for, uh, trauma services. So I oversee all of our violence prevention programs. So, uh, prescription for hope and Indy heartbeat, um, which I have done previously on the podcast. Um, and so EKG is just another, um, program that we offer, um, for our community to get the word out about. Um, mostly for youth, about what happens when you're shot. You know, you come to the hospital and people think, you know, then you get better and then you come home. But um, I really go into detail about what happens when a bullet enters your body, how it flips and turns and it um, nicks other things and how they have to go in and find where that's coming from. Um, And sometimes it can end up with a thoracotomy in the ED. And so um, we really go through all those kind of things. So, yeah, and I think th- this is a really important topic right now. If I, I, I don't want to say the world's gone crazy, but, you know, it it's, 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 <laughs> it's things. So, so yeah, I want, I want to keep you going on the, you know, what happens when you get shot, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, tell us, you know, keep going. Tell us a little bit more about uh, why the program is important. And, and I, so you just kind of went into, here's what happens when you get shot physically, you mm-hmm. know, it goes in, it spins around, it does yep. all these things. Yep. But then as we talked about, you know, some emotional and medical issues. So I guess keep going with the, so what happens when you get shot? You so know? you stay in the hospital, some do, some don't. And so this program, I should say, is really um, geared toward the younger area because they seem to think they're, uh, Invulnerable? That's a good word. Yes. So they, you know, they think they get shot, they get home, and they have this nice new scar. But um, I try to tell them, and I tell them at the beginning, this is not scared straight. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to give you more information on what could possibly go wrong. And so um, we talk about those kinds of things. And afterwards, you know, I ask them, you know, some people, when they leave the hospital, they don't leave with um, all the same limbs they came with or all the same abilities they come with. Sometimes they are... Um, paralyzed from the neck down or from the west, waist down, and we talk about the differences in the two. Um, and then we talk about all the things that you have to take home. So once you they, ser- they save your life in the hospital, you still have to go home to recoup. And that may mean having a hospital bed. And so I, you know, some of them I tell them to think about, if you leave here in a hospital, you know, you have to have a hospital bed, where in your house would you be able to fit a hospital bed comfortably and, you know, not have to worry about all these things being done for you, like feeding you, changing you, cleaning you, um, you know, in a public space, you would have privacy. And so um, kind of gets them thinking about all the things that maybe they don't want to have to put up with if that were to happen. Um, and then there's all the emotional things. You know, we have a trauma therapist at Prescription for Hope um, that talks to some of them about that, that, that um what happens afterwards, you know, the nightmares, um, the paranoia, things like that, um, that they don't really, they don't think about at all. And so that's kind of what we kind of make them see about more than just being shot and having a cool scar is all the 
ramifications of that. Yeah, I think the uh, the idea of a chicks dig scars, not so much. No, situation. well, and I tell them, I was like, could you imagine having a colostomy bag? Yeah. Like, trying to ask a girl out with this, you know, <laughs> like, these are teenagers. I'm like, how yeah, cool yeah. do you think you look, you know, with this poop bag? And that's what I call it, on your yeah. stomach and stuff. And so, you know, you have to think about that. Sometimes you may not, you know, you have to have a catheter or something that you have to wear permanently because your bladder isn't working. You know, any of those kinds of things. And that stuff is not cool. You know, imagine, you know, you like to play basketball, you want to go to prom. How difficult are those things going to be um, trying to recover from a traumatic injury like that? You talk about, like, how difficult are those going to be, what you think it would be. And I, I know every single kid, everyone, has goes through that. It's like, it's not going to happen to me. Yes. And then it does. Yes. What happens to, like, where's that aha moment? What are some of the things? Is there laying there or getting ready to leave the hospital if it's like, it did happen to me? Yeah. You know, so what? How, how does that work? Um, if we get lucky, then they will realize after they've been in the hospital for a few days um, and they've had multiple surgeries or they've had to have a vacuum attached to their stomach because they can't close their wounds. Usually that's the moment when they're saying, oh, OK, I get it now. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to ever have to do this again. Or I would hate for this, you know, my mom to have to take care of me like this. And some of them, that's like the way in is, do you want your mom to have to quit her job to take care of you 24 hours a day if your injuries turn out to be that that bad, you know what I'm saying? So think about the burden on your family. You say you like to hang out with your family and your friends and stuff. How many times, how often do you think you'll be able to go to the park and play basketball or your friends will want to come and get you, put you, put you in the car, put your wheelchair in the, and you have to get you out when you get there and things like that. I mean, you don't want to be that burden and a lot of them don't want to be a burden. They want, they're really trying for independence. And I'm like, you're doing the exact opposite of being independent. You know, we're all here because, and usually I provide this um, education at Project Life, who are youth who have a gun charge already. So they're doing this program in order to stay out of jail. And it's like, you're trying, you're doing all these things because you want to be independent, but you've created more dependency because how many of you, you know, had to be driven here today? You know, someone else has to drive you to all your appointments, either with a doctor or to court, you know what I'm saying? So if anything, you've made yourself more dependent on the people around you. And so, you know, going the opposite direction is, you know, getting your education, getting out on your own, whether that's a trade or going to college is the best way to be independent and not have people telling you what to mm -hmm. do. That's how you become an adult. And so usually they get it after like, oh, yeah, I guess my mom did have to drive me here. Yeah, and how upset was you, was she, that she had to drive you all the way here and she still has to come back and get you yep. two hours later once a week, you know what I'm saying, for the next four weeks. I mean, so when they think of it that way, like, yeah, she was kind of <laughs> upset. And so usually they, you know, it, it's the light bulbs start going on, but, you know, sometimes it takes a little more than that. Yeah. Uh, so is this, uh, so, and we're talking about um, uh, EKG, but which stands for Educating Kids About Gun Violence uh, with Blakeney Brooks here on the Eskenazi Health Here For You uh, podcast. Um, so how does someone get into this program? Is it is it optional or is it, uh, hey, X, Y, and Z is here because X, Y, and Z happened last night? Yes. And you're now stuck seeing me if you, you know. Yes. So currently our EKG is provided for those who have currently a youth have a gun charge and a judge has ordered them to go to this program called Project Life. And a part of that is um, EKG. I do one night. It's usually three nights. Um, and one of the nights I come and provide that. Um, the prosecutor's office is a part of it. IMPD is a part of it. Um, there's some grassroots organizations that are a part of it. And so there's a bunch of us who come together Um we don't, you know, free of charge after hours um, to provide this service for um, those youth. Do they happen here in the hospital or is it at a community center? Or how does More like a community center. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, so what sort of successes have you seen with this program? Because you're talking about light bulbs going off, but um, can, can you go a little bit deeper into beyond just the light bulb going yeah. off? So at the end of every series we have, um, we do give a survey um, to have the kids tell us, like, what did you think? How did you feel? Um, what have you learned? And so, I mean, according to the surveys, most of them have learned that maybe this isn't the way that I want to go, or maybe I do have better options. And if I don't have better options, I know where to go to get them now, because now I've seen these resources. And so it's very helpful. Um, and we've seen a um, majority of our um, students um, come out on the right end of this. So I guess and then I'm going to go a little off script here. And if, if we end up having to cut this, we can cut this. But taking the politics out of it, mm -hmm. what's going on right now? Like you see every day we're waking up yep. and there's more people shot and they're they're younger and they're younger yeah. and they're kids shooting kids. And mm -hmm. what is going on? I think there's know? a lot going on. I think to start off, COVID exacerbated everything mm -hmm. tenfold. People not working, not having the money, not having what they need. And all of the mental health services that were not available um, is now just, it, it's all bubbling up now. Mental health for children was already pretty slim. Um, and so then we've exacerbated what they need and the services are not there. And so all of that is just coming together now. Um, social determinants of health, people are unsafe. They're not making enough money. They're not um, getting enough education and enough opportunities aren't there for them to even work up in their current job to be able to work up to that place where they feel secure enough to take care of their families. And so all of that is just, um, you know. From where you sit in your perspective on this, sometimes you have to wait till you get past it and look back are we still getting worse? You know, they say it's going to get worse before it gets better. Where are we in this? Have we maybe leveled out or are you maybe seeing a leveling out or are we out. still going down? <laughs> we have not leveled out. Yeah. Um, but what has happened is more focus has become um, apparent that we need um, more mental health, more jobs, more opportunities, more school, um, more resources. And so, um, especially with the city, the mayor has a grant out millions of dollars to give to those grassroots organizations um, to make sure they have those resources to encompass those kids so that we don't have to worry about these things in the future. But with anything, it takes time. And so you can throw millions of dollars at the problem, but we without the work, then, you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot. And so we have lots of organizations out here doing the work. But like I said, it's going to take time, years. So, I mean, we may not see know the fruition of our um, goals until oh, it could be five years before we really see that, yeah, this is working. And I know everyone wants that quick pill tomorrow and it happened and everything be fine, but it didn't take us, you know, a year to get here. And it's going to take us as many years as it did to get here to get out. And I, I think uh, for a lot of people, they see or hear about something horrific happening and they go, this has got to be rock bottom. Yeah. And then Unfortunately, then yeah. Wednesday happens. Yep, <laughs> you know and that. And I mean, like it, this week, yeah, with all and the, you're just the kids like being shot. Yeah, yeah. It, I yeah. mean, it's 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 crazy um, to think that yeah, this could be this is it. Like maybe this is the turning yeah. point, and then it not being. You're like, well, what is it gonna be? Yeah. Who else has to die? Who has to be injured um, in order for things to get better? But I mean, all we can do is do what we do. Yeah. You know, we're there for them, making sure they have what they need, the resources. Um, you mentioned that uh, the main touch point for this program is it's someone who's already been a, a victim or involved in gun violence 
and they're now kind of required to take this. Yes. Can you, uh, can someone sign up for it just because they want to engage and enroll in the EKG program? Uh, maybe to try to stop it from happening. Yeah. So um, we can provide the EKG program as a separate program away mm-hmm. from Project Life. Um, and that would just be a matter of calling and saying, hey, I'd like to provide this for our school. We would like, you know, for our students to learn about what happens, you know, when they're um, shot. Um, now, I will say it's probably better for middle school, high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, we show some pretty gnarly pictures um, and go into absolute detail about what's going on in that in that um, that ER room. And so um, but, yeah, we, it's definitely something that can be provided outside of um, that program. How could someone go about getting in touch with the program if they wanted? So they can just give me a call at 317-880-8582 and um, we can talk about what their needs are and we can even develop a program so that it fits better with their age. So if they do want something that's for kids, we can try to, you know, tone it down a little bit. So, Because um, you mentioned, you know, we might not see the results for like five years or so, but I guess keeping on that is what's the five-year vision for this? What, yeah, how is this program going to continue to evolve over, over the coming years? Um, for this program in five years, I'd like for us to be able to providing this to, I mean, all of the schools in Indianapolis, have it be a part of their curriculum, maybe their health education curriculum. Um, I'm in the middle of writing a grant right now to be able to um, put more of these kinds of programs, not EKG specifically, but whatever the school is looking for specifically for their target population, then being able to come and provide that for them for a semester, uh, to both semesters for a summer. Um, so we, we really want to prepare to um, be able to provide that. Blakeney, thank you very much uh, for being a part of this. Uh, It's the uh, EKG program, Educating Kids About Gun Violence. Uh, You can find details on it uh, at our website, EskenaziHealth.edu. Also, once again, the phone number if if someone wants to contact you directly. 317-880-8582. Blakeney Brooks, appreciate you. Uh, Joe, Byron, uh, Rachel, thank you so very much for uh, making all of this happen. And we'll talk to you next time on the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. 